0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the 107 podcast with myself and Ash. And yet again, two weeks in a row, we bring you two guests this week in the form of Allison and Lynette of the I Give at F1 podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves and let you know who on earth they are and what they're doing here.
1: Sure, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll introduce us. Hey, guys, um, my name is Alison and my co-host here is Lynette. Hi, everyone. I'm Lynette. And we started our podcast back in January. We met last October at a race and we hit it off so well. And it's something that I had been wanting to do for a long time start a podcast. And specifically formula 1. I I actually tried to get my husband to be my my co-host <laughs> and he didn't want to do it. <laughs> so uh so Lynette and I met and we hit it off so great and I reached out to her and I was like, "Hey, let's let's start a podcast. What do you think?" And she was like, "Actually, that sounds amazing." And her husband is our like amazing technical director, basically manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name's Juan. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Lynette, you want to tell him about yourself?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we met in Austin at the race last year, like she said. And um, I've been a fan of F1 for a long time already. And I had actually never, like, really thought of doing anything like that, um, or even like, you know, I would see social media pages of uh, people. Posting like F one memes or news and stuff, and I was like, oh, like that seems cool. But I was like, I don't know, like if I could do that, like on my own, you know, always coming up with content like that. And I wasn't really a podcast listener before this. Like, actually, Allison actually got me listening to podcasts because when she brought nice. it up, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, well, I've never really listened to podcasts. I might want to start. <laughs> what the hell's and going see on? How, yeah. <laughs> see how that goes. But um, so yeah, so I thought it was like a really cool idea, like a, a cool way to get into it without. I don't know without having to just kind of do the same thing that uh, the other accounts that I used to follow before. You know, now that F one is so much bigger here, um, like you're seeing a lot of this different content. So I thought that was um, a really cool idea. Yeah, and Lynette
1: has a Lynette actually has a TikTok following, so she is amazing at creation at content creation. Um, and she has a TikTok that covers um, fashion and art history. So um, she goes, she studies a lot of like Renaissance art and the fashion that's in there and Mm -hmm. talks about it and where it came from and the history and all that. And then I am an influencer on the side. I'm a fashion uh, lifestyle influencer. So Um, We both kind of had the content creation down Mm -hmm. and um, that kind of came easy to us. It was more just the learning of, you know, we, we both love F1. Like I, I'm a huge F1 fan, but like, we don't know everything. So for (laughs) for us, it's been a lot of like, we're learning together. Like we're having fun talking about it and like genuinely just love to talk about it. So Mm. Um, that's kind of where, that's where it started and where we're just going to keep going, I guess, just continue talking about it. Yeah. And
2: it, it's been fun kind of like trying to figure out how to put it all together, you know, like yeah. um, we're familiar with content creation and um, obviously we love F1. So it was kind of fun to like, okay, how do we, how do we do this? You know, how do we put the things that we know and like learn new things to make this all work and and get it together so that's been fun yeah yeah,
0: yeah it, I, it sounds really exciting i think ash and i have been through obviously like a similar journey which is which is awesome yeah um but uh so how long
1: have you guys known each other by the way
0: it's <laughs> a good question how long have we known each other 2018 20...
3: uh, 2019 no it was way before that was it like 2017 <laughs> 16, 17
0: mate i forget how old i am I'm getting really old, <laughs> and I think that's in my head. It's still 2008. Like the Avengers have just come out. Like it's it's all good. Like yeah. like, but for some reason, it's not. The, um, the odd
3: thing was, I'm still it still 21
1: only... in my head. So. Yeah, perfect. There, there we're, we we're all 21.
3: We're yeah, all it's 21. fine. Now. Yeah. But the odd thing was, it was only in lockdown that we actually knew that we liked Formula One and we yeah. both liked it. i was like, oh, oh really? Wait, you like Formula One? Mm. Like Formula One? Why have we not talked about it before? We
1: yeah, so, <laughs> were to survive. That you guys were like you know watching i think we both mentioned it about? didn't we
3: yeah so yeah. i got into it's a question for you as well so i got into formula one through my dad so i started watching races with my dad and kind of like we over that and so i became like a fernando alonso fan so and then i dropped out a little bit because it was a bit boring and then i came back properly around 2010 i've just watched it ever since and what about you jacob
0: yeah, I mean I started watching when um I think it was the second race of the two thousand and seven season, which was Lewis Hamilton's debut season. So I think the British media went mental, like, oh my god, this guy has come out of nowhere yes. and like completely, you know, thrown uh, Ash's Hero Alonso under the bus. And uh <laughs> and um I think I got hooked from then and then unfortunately uh Sky bought the rights in the UK for it and it wasn't on free TV anymore, it was on paid TV. So it meant that I fell out out of it for like from maybe 2010 all the way through to maybe 2018 2019 i guess Um, and then, uh, you know, having my own job and not being a child, uh, (laughs) I could actually afford to, to start watching it again. Um, yeah. Well, F1 TV is a, is a godsend. Honestly, it's like, like, you know, a hundred dollars a year compared to maybe, I think like I was saying this to, to my girlfriend earlier, like if I want to watch IndyCar, the subscription here in Denmark is maybe $80 a month. And it's like, that's just insane like
4: 80 yeah, yeah for the
0: for the via play sports package I didn't know that. Wow. it's it's That's like 80 dollars, but yeah so i have been a fan for a very long time but like i wasn't actively watching the races purely because i couldn't just couldn't um
3: yeah sky sports is around 70 to 80 dollars per month if you mm, want to watch formula yeah. one so oh my, but how, oh how did God. you uh both get into the sport <laughs> as
1: well well when has been in into this for a long time I mean she's been to so many races she's done so many like paddock tours like oh really nice yes Lynette
0: is yeah
2: like, so she- I got into it in 2011 um, but I couldn't really watch all the races since they weren't shown here at all so mm. we would kind of download them on some who knows what website? You know, we download like everything—the race, the pre-race, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly download yeah. them. Yeah, and so <laughs> then um, I think it was 2013 or 2012 that they finally started showing races here, and we could watch everything. Um, mm. But yeah, I've been uh, watching since then, and I kind of like just went all in once I started watching it and getting into it. And I got into it through my husband, who um, he he was into it, but obviously like couldn't watch. All the races, we yeah. just kind of followed it like as much as we could here. Um and then once we figured out that we could get the races, like download them somehow. And then um that's when they had started like getting ready for Austin. So they started showing them here a little bit more. Nice. And ever since then, like every Sunday, every weekend when there's a race, we're we're watching. It's like, like a, a religion, isn't it? Yeah.
3: It's, it's... <laughs> It's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. was there anything specific that got you in so a lot of fans have got in through drive to survive and watched it but as someone who's joined before drive to survive was there something like jacob like you'd seen some something of a race you'd heard some news or something that's just like just piqued your interest or your husband's interest
2: um well he was into it since he was small totally. also from his dad totally. yeah. um and then i've just always like i've been into cars you know, for a long time, and so it was just kind of like natural. Like, oh, car racing. You know, Um, it's just something that I enjoyed. And once I like started watching it, it was just exciting for
3: me. So, nice. How about yourself, Alison? Yeah.
2: Drive to
1: Survive fan. I'm that. <laughs> I'm that fan that everybody loves to hate.
3: <laughs> Ooh, no, we, we, I don't like people who gatekeep like that. Like, however you get into the sport, yeah, yeah. The more than merrier. But what was it around? drive to Five. did you watch a trailer did someone recommend it is it something that i just want to know more? yeah about so story.
1: so for me it was um gosh it was probably day 15 of lockdown
4: but <laughs> it right, was just yeah. like
1: content was completely like limited i was like shit what do i watch on netflix like there's nothing on these days like there's no you know emily in paris there's no <laughs> like you know there's no bridgerton like what do i watch like and honestly um it, it just i stumbled upon it like it was like one of those hidden gems that like you just didn't even know was there and for me um it was like a godsend because like i was so low in in lockdown and you know we were like i was trying to work every day you know you work all day long and you work in a bedroom and Mm. then you come out of your bedroom and then you're like, okay, now I guess I'll go to the kitchen. And then you're like, okay, now I guess I'll go outside in the backyard. (laughs) And then you're like, honestly, it was like the only sense of enjoyment for me. So um, it's a bit emotional, like thinking about it because it was like, it was so amazing. Um, For me, like a lot of the reason I got into it was, um, well, my husband um, and I watched it together which we love finding, like, things to watch together. We watch, we're big Yellowstone fans. We're big, nice. like, we just love all the, like, fun, um, you know, popular TV shows because it's it's a way for us to connect. But Formula One and, like, Drive to Survive has been so great for us because it's something that we both love and enjoy watching. And we love going to races. And it's just something that, like, I think um, increases the the – the value of like our relationship in a way Mm. it's like okay like we have a common bond like we have a common like hobby and obviously you know we like other things but this is something that has provided like traveling and experiences outside of like you know just watching it on tv so um so yeah we love it and we watch it like every weekend um but for me like with drive to survive what caught me was like the cool storylines, there was drama, which now I'm realizing is like a lot of it's made up. A lot of it is like kind of fabricated, but, but that's what got me into it. Hmm. And so obviously, you know, I found that interesting and then I started to really get to know the drivers from my own experiences, from watching every weekend, from becoming like a real fan. And then I started to make my own opinions about drivers outside of like what the narrative was um so yeah it's been really cool i love it and um i'm proud to be a drive to survive <laughs> <laughs> formula one fan but oh, that- but yeah we've taken it to other levels so we're traveling the world no, that's, that's
3: amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing yeah that, that was actually my my follow-up question now that you have your education uh, in a way the real education about formula one and not mm-hmm. the drive to survive storylines and the same for you lynette being a long time fan what are your thoughts on the show now that you know, oh, this Carlos and Lando rivalry isn't actually a rivalry or the fake driver radios that they use to kind of manipulate storylines? The and fake driving
1: sounds? Yeah, like oh God, Even yeah. the sounds of the cars they, don't they might as well,
3: up. They might as well use the sound from
0: the V12 engines at this point if they're going <laughs> to like, mess around with it that much, honestly.
3: I, I've always described Formula One as a massive circus and then occasionally they go racing. Because it's about a lot of it is about what happens off track. And it's like there's no need yeah. to create those storylines in the drama when you go through a season and you see Abu Dhabi 2021 and Ferrari's woes and stuff like that. So, what are your thoughts now? Now that you kind of know a little bit more about the sport
2: for me, yeah. 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 Go for oh, it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so since I had been watching before Drive to Survive, actually when Drive to Survive came out it took me a while like I didn't watch it right away when it came out yeah took me a couple months and I was like because I was just like oh I didn't really like know what it was right I knew it was about f1 and we were like okay we'll watch like eventually um and then I remember my dad I asked my dad if he had watched it and he was like oh yeah I watched like this episode this like he watched it in random episodes and so I (laughs) he was also kind of like confused like I don't know it was like all about one driver, one track, you know, like, and so finally we were like, okay, let's watch it. And it was like, I thought the first season was, it was okay. I, I don't like, it's funny because I watch it and I'm like, Oh, how did like people get so into it from this, you know? And then I think like the second season I thought was a lot better. And then it kind of like just went a little too far off from like the reality after that. And so like, Obviously, I watch every time every season and all the episodes. um, But it's just like you could tell the difference for me, you know, it wasn't the same as everything that I had seen, like throughout the season, because, you know, I had watched already. So I was like, wait, no, like, that didn't happen. Or they're exaggerating this or they are like, make it kind of confusing like going back and forth back and forth yeah different... the back and forth is yeah. so yeah uh,
0: yeah tell us yeah tell me about it like we we said before like this is one of the if you were to fix two issues with drive to survive one of them would be just do it chronologically like just literally yeah. just do it like why do we need to jump back and forth like especially with this most recent season we did not need three episodes about Silverstone why no why did we like
1: or just take out the recaps like take them out entirely and do something else like talk about like reserve drivers talk about like f2 Mm. talk about Mm. just do like anything or behind the scenes mm. or something f1 academy like there's just so many other things that they could take this to and uh... there's just they're not utilizing the 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 following
0: I'll uh, I'll come back to F1 Academy because I have a couple of bones to pick with them, to be completely honest. And I'd like your opinion. Um, But but yeah, so you both obviously said that you've both been to a couple of races. What what races had you been to?
2: So my first one was Austin, of course, since it was here in Texas. Mm. Um, And I went to that the second year that they held the race there. And I've been going ever since. Nice. So since the second... Um, race that they had. And then after I think twenty fourteen I went to Monaco. Nice.
0: And then nice.
2: I did um Canada. And then I went to Monza and Abu Dhabi and then um Singapore. Actually I went to Abu Dhabi first and then I went to Monza and Singapore the same year. So we did a like back to back from Monza. That's amazing. That's a lot as well. <laughs> I want to be Lynette one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then 2020 we had um, Spain planned, and of course that didn't happen. So yeah, (laughs) and we had Canada actually because um, I remember my sister came to visit. It was like June once everybody kind of was able to start traveling again, and I made her this uh, basket, like a Canadian little welcome home (laughs) basket, because she ended up just coming to Texas and not able to go to Canada. So (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: yeah, but
0: yeah,
1: that's a shame.
2: Those are those are the ones I've been to, and planning some more.
1: Awesome. And then Allison, so where I've have been you to been? Austin. Austin was my first one. Um, so, yeah, did, we've done Austin twice. And then last year, we decided we wanted to go to Monza so we did keep in mind I've only been a fan for like since 2020 so in the three years I've been to three races so that's good
2: (laughs) yeah she's really good Um, at that you you got started
1: traveling quick (laughs) yeah and so we we planned um the Monza trip sort of out of the blue um it was we were like let's Make it a thing. So we just went to Monza and then we went to Lake Como and on all the same trip. And then we ended up going to, over to Monaco. Um, and I have been to Monaco before, but not for like the race. We just went for fun to look at it and spend some time there. Mm. Um, so that was really fun. And then this, and then Austin last year with Lynette. And then, um, this year we had tickets to Miami, but it didn't work out because, um, we had some scheduling, stuff happened i was super upset to miss out but um so yeah miami was on the list and then we were thinking maybe um canada or las vegas but the vegas tickets are insane so we were like yeah i would so much rather go somewhere else like i've (laughs) been to vegas like i don't give a shit Sorry, don't give a shit about going to Vegas. I would so much rather go to Brazil or Mexico mm. or Monaco or whatever. So we'll next race will be we we'll, we're going back to Austin, but we'll figure out something else for next year. I think maybe um, you know somewhere in Europe. So awesome, we'll hit you guys up.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to I'm going to Silverstone this year. And it'll be the first time that I've gone to to Silverstone. But like I was looking at like awesome. even though the ticket was like stupidly expensive because of course. Um it was still cheaper to fly home to the UK, stay in the UK and not pay for a hotel and buy the ticket than it was to fly somewhere and get a hotel somewhere else. And I'm not yeah. kidding, I was so, so close to booking Imola. Like I was so close oh, to booking Emma, I'm uh, really thankful. I good thing you didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable luck, I guess. Especially because the first the first race that I ever went to was Belgium two years ago, the one that got cancelled. So I drove <laughs> all the way from Denmark down to Belgium, sat in the rain for like eight nine hours and saw <laughs> nothing. I saw the F two and the F three, oh. which was amazing, but like I saw them go behind the safety car, and that was it literally the only funny i guess thing that comes out of it is that i was there when i when i, I was there when nikita mazapin got the fastest lap that's literally the only stupid thing that i can get out of it like other, otherwise it's just pure pain um and then yeah. uh, ash and i last year we went to austria we did like a road trip so i drove down from denmark and he drove from the uk and we met up in germany and then drove through germany down to austria and then and then back up again which was, uh, which was amazing. But I think, Ash, you've been to a couple more diff- uh, different races, right? Uh,
3: yeah, so I went to India in 2011 um, oh, and went deaf. That's
4: awesome.
3: Yeah, I actually went deaf. They were so loud. And <laughs> I was supposed to do Abu Dhabi 2021, but you have to buy two tickets, and I couldn't get anyone to go with me, so I missed out on all that. And then I actually don't like going to races anymore. <laughs> i was like that bad
0: company that's unbelievable (laughs) to air that dirty laundry on the podcast as well
3: different strokes of different folks and if you've never been to a race i would i would recommend it but for me i can't deal with the traffic and the heat and just seeing the cars just i think for me when they changed the engines it lost a little bit the atmosphere So i just like to sit at home with the commentary and all that but um yeah (laughs) if they if they change the sound uh, i might i might go back but it is an experience it 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 absolutely is you meet like uh, like like-minded people support races and it's just beautiful scenery as well right when you actually see how big the tracks are and you know for i guess for whereabouts did you sit for austin
1: we uh, sat the in one, the main, the, the main grandstand. Nice. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and so uh, Lynette and I were like right in right front at of the, the Ferrari start. garage. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, and they had like a cool little like tent behind our seats, and there were like no lines to get drinks, no lines at all. Like it was, sun- and there was shade which was really great. Um, that's how you go to a race. Oh, like yeah. that was yeah. like, for me, I was like, oh yeah, like I could do this. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it all my depends first on race where you not sit. Fun. Yeah, so my I, did first race,
1: I was like 19. I think I was like turned 18 or 19 on the first race in Austin. And it was like pure sun for like hours. I was so dead. <laughs>
3: That kills it. Now, I've done grandstand, and we've done general admission, and yeah, I do grandstand every time now. But as I say, yeah. you, you get to see like the sound of all the cars coming off the starting grid. You get to see how how high is it from like as they're going up. Like what is on the TV? You can't really tell how. Oh, are you talking like, about turn one? Yeah, yeah, going into turn one.
1: Um, it's pretty high, yeah, but it's pretty I mean, high. yeah, I feel like there's probably more. There's probably races that have. I don't know. I th- I haven't seen all of them in person,
2: so I couldn't tell you. But it is. I mean, it's pretty high. Yeah, like, I think it's pretty high. Yeah. And when you stand on the track, you, you can, can see really them tell. go all the way mm-hmm. up and yeah, then make ca- the turn. You can't turn. tell on
3: the TV, but apparently, it's quite steep. Um, it's the same with Austria. Austria looks flat on TV, but it's really low up and down. And it's just, oh wow, it's actually a bit crazier in person. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Um, speaking of Austin, Lynette and I have a little surprise in the next couple months we get to do um it's in the works but I think we might be in a car in in Austin nice.
3: <laughs> nice. You'll, yeah, yeah you'll we'll, get
1: to see how high it is when you do that okay the, the oh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll look
3: forward to the videos
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so um it's not it's not a like in writing yet but in the next couple weeks tune in awesome <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna wait to announce, but like, should be pretty
4: cool. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, so, I do have a couple of other questions around, like, just like general bits and pieces, which are always fun to fun to ask. But I'm gonna go with a con- okay. controversial one, which is for oh. for you both, who is the greatest of all time? Like the best race, like best Formula One driver ever. <sighs>
2: okay, go, Allison. <laughs> oh no, I was looking at
1: you like you were gonna go first. <laughs> Um, well, you can never go wrong with like a Schumacher. Like, I I mean, obviously I'm going to go with him because he is truly, I feel like, I think if Lewis had gotten that eighth title, he would have really been there,
4: Mm. you
1: know? I mean, obviously he's the most, he, you know, he's the most popular right now, which I love Lewis, but I'm going to go, Michael. It's a solid answer.
2: Yeah. And I agree. And I'm gonna throw in there that even if Lewis had gotten his eighth title, I don't think he would be um, better than, than Schumacher. So this is why my controversial take on that one.
0: Vanessa, uh, <laughs> hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what makes you What makes you say that? Is it because obviously Schumacher did it for like different teams, multiple times, or like what is it that? Yeah, that makes you and also
2: that? I just. Um, The way lewis got it with mercedes there was a lot of a lot of them that were they came just really easy you know he didn't really have like that much competition his teammate wasn't much competition um i think like after nico it really just was easy for him to to get that so i feel like we he he's also well (laughs) now we're really getting controversial here but i just think he's not as a well-rounded like overall driver as some of the other championships nice yeah i think (laughs) i i
0: have the same answer like mine's mine's schumacher i think uh yeah with a with a completely looking at it from from comparing the two and it's always difficult to compare like especially different generations of like technical Mm -hmm. regulations and stuff like that. I think you're right. I think Schumacher, I think, is more rounded and I think Lewis had it a lot Mm -hmm. easier. Not to say that Lewis is bad or didn't deserve any of those titles or whatever it is, but I do think that Lewis would have had it a lot easier, whereas Michael seemed to, from the outside looking in, really, really pulled Ferrari kicking and screaming to the front of the grid, essentially, and I think I think that Lewis didn't need to do that for for Mercedes, and he had the opportunity to do that at McLaren and didn't. Mm.
3: Controversy over. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, I, I actually agree. My, mine's, mine's Schumacher because mm. I think he changed the game. He likes, you know, he was truly dedicated to the sport. Not saying other drivers mm-hmm. aren't. But to me, he's like the Michael Jordan, where it's like win at all costs be better than everyone that mindset and like you said I think the competition now like Lewis uh Nico challenged him a bit mm-hmm. but not that much and it went down to the wire in 2016 Val mm-hmm. didn't challenge him um so I think with Schumacher like he had you know Fernando Alonso coming up he had Mika Hakkinen he had Damon Hill um he did it in multiple cars multiple times um so and yeah, like you said, he made that team where Lewis kind of went into Mercedes knowing that. Obviously, not knowing, but the engine for Mercedes was, was just way better yeah. than what was going to come out from other cars. Whereas I think Michael went to Ferrari's like, I need to change, we need to change a whole team. And he did that over the course of a couple of years and, and the results proved themselves. So we're actually all in unanimous agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out That's we all crazy great yeah. taste. <laughs> that's your go who's your favorite driver or drivers right now on the grid
1: we saw this question I know (laughs) um so one of the um I'll answer Lynette so one of the things that we have withheld on our podcast is telling oh, okay. people who our favorites are. Okay. Um, we don't want to come off as biased, um, although enough. I'm sure it comes through from time to time. Um, but I can tell you a driver who I love that has yeah. definitely come up in my book
3: um, <laughs> since
1: since starting. <laughs> he isn't my favorite, but Yuki Sonoda is a gem
4: yeah. of a man. <laughs> I will tell you, he
1: is he is the short king of all kings i love him he can clean like any street he wants to and (laughs) i'll just it's literally like i cannot even believe that like he did that like it just shows to me like the the genuine character and just the absolute like sweetheart that he is like and I feel bad. Lynette like knows I was giving him so much crap <laughs>
3: at the beginning he's of this. A long season. Way
1: this year, I, think. I was like, oh, he's out. He's out for sure. Just wait. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but actually, like he's doing amazing. Um, yeah. so we're really, we're really proud of Yuki. he is way up there in my book. Not my favorite driver, but and not my favorite team, but we'll disclose it at some point. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair enough. Like, uh, I think Yuki's definitely like grab the bull by the horns this year for sure um and mm-hmm. for, for context for listeners who might not know Yuki was out helping with like flood relief sort of help like cleaning up streets and stuff like that cleaning up like the towns yeah um, in and around the flooded areas this week in in Imola which is uh just incredible um I know that a couple of other drivers yeah. have helped out and like like people have donated and stuff like that but and I know obviously he was in like I say the right place at the right time to help out. But there were I right. don't think there was any expectation that he would or should, but he did anyway, which is just phenomenal. And
1: nobody understands like nobody understands that that type of flooding like us because we live in Houston. Houston is a hurricane zone. Yeah. We have seen so many hurricanes in our time, so many lives lost, so many homes damaged, so many lives ruined, like financially. And to see somebody who can really just like get their hands dirty and he wasn't looking for anything from that. He was just like, let's get out there and help. And I thought that that was really, really amazing. And had that been a formula one driver in my town, I would be like, you're my favorite. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I for think me, it- it's
1: more about like character. And I told Lynette, like it, a lot of what my favorite driver has is like, character outside of racing sure while also being a good driver yeah. so for me you have to be like a well-rounded human being like you have to be an amazing driver while also being a good person and have a good backstory so like for me that's exactly what i feel like yuki is showing all of those traits so and how about you, Lynette? Lynette, you want to tell us one of your favorites? <laughs> okay, so
2: one of my favorites is Fernando Alonso. And um, I've just always thought he's a really great driver, um, probably one of the best drivers. And I really like this year how he's kind of like proven that, you know, he's he's been around for so long. He left for a while and now he's back and just kind of shown like, look, um, this is what I've been able to do all the time. And You know, I just I just like that about about him.
0: Yeah, I think he's you know, and I also
2: like just that he owns it. Like he knows he's a great driver. He knows that he knows what he can do. Um, and also it's not just like about the driving, like he's always thinking ahead. He's thinking of just overall everything that needs to be done while out there. You know, it's not just I'm a good driver, um, give me a good car and I'll win. It's a lot more than that. Yeah I think he's
0: had some like questionable career moves in the past mm-hmm. and this one seems to have worked out incredibly well for him which is amazing to amazing to see for sure.
2: Yeah I'd love to know what they told him you know at Aston Martin like to get him to yeah, go over well, there mm. because I mean <laughs> like zero you said, so many, check. <laughs> yeah so many questionable choices and then you would think like oh Aston Martin like is this going to be another good decision, and it worked out. So I'd love to know what they told him to get him there, besides the money, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh that's a, that's a question a lot of people probably want to know the answer to as well. Like, but, uh, yeah, I think regardless, like, I still I still think that leaving Alpine to many other teams probably would have been for the for the best, considering like how 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 much of a mess they seem to be internally at the moment it doesn't doesn't look great from the outside looking in so but uh so surprising yeah yeah um but i think like obviously that'll be music to ash's ears for sure as a (laughs) lifelong alonzo fan
3: i've been through a lot of pain (laughs) (laughs) a lot of pain so well
1: you're having a great year ash
3: yeah yeah we are we are having a great year uh (laughs) And I think it also goes back to um, what you were saying about drivers having personality. Because a lot of, like said, sometimes these drivers are painted as things they're not are because of what they say in the car or how mm. they're in yeah. the media. But he's like asking, oh, that was a great move by Lance. I saw it on the screen. Uh, things like that. And so, you know, I think it's true personality is also starting to come out as well. Um, so I think yeah. one more question. Um, mm-hmm. Well, from me anyway. Uh, your Liberty Media, your FIA. You're the big bosses. What changes would you like to see in formula one? Well, it's a big question. Yeah, It could be anything um, from having another drive to survive or changing how qualifying is, but
2: what well, would you like to
3: see changed in formula one that would make it better? Either I, I feel or like the
2: there's just, they're trying to do too many changes right now. Mm. Um, and all throughout the season, like, instead of just being consistent, like this season, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to stick to it. I just feel like there's just too many changes. They're constantly trying to change qualifying. They're trying to change, you know, like the sprint races, adding sprint races. I'm not a fan of that. Um, they're just messing with it too much. And I don't understand why, like they already have this huge fan base. Why that is interested in it. So why continue to keep trying to make changes? Like, I think that was just, turn people off yeah. because there's no consistency in everything they're like oh well when i started watching this is how things were going and then the next year now it's totally different and this and not so i think the changes need to stop and they just need to stick with what works um also i think they need to stop trying to make it such a show such a like spectacle and focus on the racing 100%. on the drivers instead of everything else and yeah. um what else I think that's it. No, that's great <laughs> and focus answer. just on making good races. That's it. Great answer. Uh, how
3: about yeah, that I
1: I agree with Lynette a hundred percent. I also think that unfortunately, like as time has gone on, they're trying to put too much emphasis on the like American marketplace, and for me, like as an American, I love being able to travel to other places not america so um them trying to like capitalize on this like american um i guess viewership is frustrating for me um because i just feel like we don't need any more races like <laughs> we're good uh we were good with one you know like so i was good with that and we could take away the rest but Um, but I get it. I understand it's, you know, a lot of it is about money and people have to, to pay, to pay bills. So I, I get it. But also I'm like, let's have it other places. Like let's bring back the French GP. Let's, you know, let's figure out how to make all of those really amazing races that have history work. Um, and I think the prices for tickets are way too high. Um, that's another thing that I would change. I feel like not enough people get to really experience, um, formula one firsthand because they can't afford it. And that's unfortunate because everyone should be able to, that's a fan. There's enough seats in there, you know, like there's enough standing room. Everyone should be able to, to afford a ticket or an experience, um, you know, at formula one races. So for me, it would be like probably ticket prices and, um,
0: and locations i mean speaking nice. of uh speaking of locations um if you if you had to drop a race from the calendar any race at all what would it be and why is it qatar <laughs> just just a general <laughs> question no other
4: <laughs> no influence on no influence decision. at all no <laughs> No but if you, if you had
0: to drop a race um and if you want to if there's if there's a race you want to chuck in there like South Africa or um maybe even the new the new circuit in Hungary um yeah what what race would you drop and what would you add
2: I would get rid of Miami <laughs> <laughs> um because I feel like the last I mean we've had two races there and they haven't really I they didn't really do anything for me yeah. race wise mm-hmm. they were not memorable not a lot of action, nothing really exciting. So I would get rid of that one.
1: Same.
0: <laughs> easy, easy yeah. answer, um, I
1: guess. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it's like uh, Miami's a parking lot. So Thank you. why Thank is there a race you. there?
4: <laughs> Thank you. It's not a street <laughs> I'm sorry. Please. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like really like I'm ostracizing myself. Like, uh, don't hate me, Miami GP. I just think that there's other places that I would rather go. Um I love Miami, but um I just don't I don't know I, after this year it was like a little much for me. Um like with all the celebrity and <laughs> stuff. It gave us a lot of fun things to talk about.
4: True. <laughs> but nothing, but about, uh, the yeah, <laughs> but yeah, nothing about the race. Yeah. But
1: nothing about the race. I I think
0: we we discuss it on the podcast as well like Miami I think feels like dipping a toe into water to like how bad i think las vegas is gonna be like you thought miami was bad just you wait until vegas because it's gonna be just a cringe wait. fest <laughs> it's gonna be bad um but uh i mean yeah. and the the track doesn't exactly look particularly interesting either so oops
1: <laughs> yeah we'll see i'm sure they'll I, I was talking to Lynette about this after the Miami race. We agree mm. that we feel like Miami and Vegas are going to be kind of competing for that showmanship, um, sure. which which race is going to have the most glitz and glam and celeb and money and all of that. So, um, yeah, we'll take Austin.
0: Yeah, finger, fingers crossed Austin is the most interesting GP for sure, out um, of yeah. the American ones anyway. Um, but do you, do you both have like a favorite circuit? I get, I'm guessing it's probably Texas, but like, do you have like a, like a favorite no, circuit you really it do It's not to? Texas. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, no, we love Texas. Um, but it's not, I'm, I think, well, I don't know about Lynette, but I think we have the same answer for that too. Monza. <laughs> It's a very yes.
2: good choice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Monza. And, you know, I always wonder, because I've always gone to Austin, so I wonder, like, if I was at home watching Austin, would I like it as much as I do watching it, you know, because I'm there? So, but, yeah, I like Austin because I'm there and I have fun, but... um track wise uh i love monza um i got to see like in person how fast the cars are for one of the days i sat like right at the parabolica and it was just like insane to see like yeah i mean the tv does not do it justice seeing like how fast they take that turn and like the grip that they have It's, it's like you know when they say it's like they're on rails like literally that's that's what it's like so it's um it's really exciting
1: And sitting under the Ferrari flag and just being a part of that culture, (laughs) like, it's just so cool. Like we were both in the main grandstand, like separate times, separate years, didn't know Mm -hmm. each other yet. Yeah. And it was right at the same spot, (laughs) same spot. Yeah. So we were kind of destined to meet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, that Ferrari flag, that was, that was really cool because, um, it's just like a, it's a vibe that is like none other, um, and I wish Austin had like a home team so that we could fly some really cool flags
2: in the stands. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. They have a level, yeah, but it's not... never really, uh, you know, gotten to that level.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, do you <laughs> Maybe consider eventually. Haas like a home team?
2: Yeah. <laughs> really. No. Um,
1: no. Yeah. I mean, are they, uh, where, where is their factory actually? Or where's their headquarters?
0: Uh, Banbury in the UK, I believe um yeah so
1: i think like just the fact that we don't have like a team that is a home base like Mm. texas team um that would be really cool if we did but yeah and we'll
2: see how it is this year with with logan if he gets any love yeah would you would (laughs) you still around
0: (laughs) would you consider if andretti there have been talks about andretti coming in and joining f1 would you consider andretti a home team providing obviously they didn't set up shop in italy or something like that
2: I think so. It I think that'd be a lot closer. That. Yeah. 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 yeah and right
3: he's enough. such a big name here. So yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a, a question considering the guests that we have you on, it's kind of too, but can you talk about what it's like as a female fan in formula one, what have your experiences been? Do you feel included? Do you feel more work needs to be done? And then can you also, as Jacob mentioned at the start, can you talk about what your thoughts are on F1 Academy, because that seemed like a really great program to get women into motorsports, but then seems that they dropped the ball by not having it on F1 weekends, not televising it. And it kind of gives a bit of confusion as to the role of bringing women into motorsports, both as fans and as potential drivers in the future.
2: So, okay, so. Being a a female fan in F1, I've never had, like, seen any issues, seen any problems. Um, Like, when I go to races, I've always, like, felt, like, included. Like, there's never really been a problem. And it wasn't until, like, the past two years that I started to see online more of comments of people, like, women saying, oh, I went to a race and this happened or this happened. And I had never seen that before. Um, So I don't know if maybe... obviously that's just my experience so I don't know if maybe Mm -hmm. now with so many new fans it's kind of harder like fans are just kind of having trouble finding their place or or maybe they're like more open you know now that uh, with social media being even bigger now um, and maybe you know people are having issues with that but I've never had a problem like feeling included or watching Um, something I mean when I started watching we had Susie Wolf with Williams so I I never went in thinking like oh this isn't inclusive to women because we had um, Claire Williams as um, the principal for Williams we had Susie Wolf um, and there was women um, on Sky Sports all the time so I never really saw that like lack of women in sport in the sport for me
0: no that's really good and how about you Alison
2: Well,
1: um, I honestly, same with Lynette, like I haven't had any sort of like negative experiences at the races. Um, I think as we've kind of entered into this media sports media world, you know, now that we have a podcast, um, on the content creation side, I do feel as though we get a little bit more pushback from male followers um on you know how much we know or what our knowledge is on formula one like they do get really picky about the things that we post where i feel like if it was a guy posting it they probably wouldn't be as like you know ridiculous um but i mean for the most part like i've felt like we've done you know a pretty good job of entering the space and um But i do think that there's this stigma around uh, formula one drivers being um sexualized by women and in the sport and i think that that sort of turns guys off like you know oh here's like two girl fans they just like love to you know have crushes on all the drivers or whatever um and so i think that that's the initial thought when women come into formula one is like oh like which driver do you like yeah you do, know, you, do you
0: like Leclerc or do you like Gasly Which yeah one yeah because it? it has to be one of <laughs> yeah them type thing. yeah it's it's really yeah stupid. so
1: and it's and that it is what it is like you know we're married women like we're, we're good like we're not looking for that we actually really do like enjoy the racing and like talking about it and we watch religiously I think if we were you know just in it for like you know little a little like crush or a little like you know rom-com thing it (laughs) would have died out by now but um but yeah I mean I think I think for sure like I've had I've seen some pushback more on like the social media side of things um with the content creation but we're just trying our best like we we tell our our followers like you know learn with us like you have questions we don't know the answer we'll try to figure it out you know so it's an exploratory podcast and um, and you know, we post a lot of like educational videos as well, and we learn about the topics as we're creating the content. So, uh, it's fun and, and we like that side of it. I think that, um, I, I have found it to be almost a step up over others being able to like say that we're women in, you know, women in motorsport, but I mean, we kind of are like we're reporting on it. So yeah. Um, We're not racing, but we are kind of in the industry now. And so being able to like use that to our advantage and say like, Hey, like we can offer you like a different perspective. Let's, you know, collaborate or work together. And so partnerships have come a little bit easier, I think, because of that. And so honestly, I think it's been a great advantage for us. Nice. Um, And we're, we're just learning and trying to figure it all out, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Oh, and the
1: F1 Academy, F1 Academy stuff. I totally agree with you guys. Um, Where are they? Yeah. (laughs) What's What's happening? Exactly. Um, I've seen some of the some. I mean, we obviously see it on our on our feeds because we scroll through and like like see the news. But other than that, like I don't see any of the races. As an average
2: viewer, I don't think anybody even knows what's going on or has heard. You know, they probably just heard that original announcement about the academy, and then that's it. You know, yeah. now what? Um, it's It's. A huge I think it's easier to be,
1: yeah, it's easier to be, like, in content creation, media, marketing as a woman, as a racer.
2: Yeah, and one of the things, like, I don't want, like, it feels kind of forced, you know, like, Formula One's like, well, let's, we have to do this, you know, to make people happy. And to me, it's like, you either do it right or don't do it at all, you know, I don't want to feel like. Oh, let's have these girls in here because they're women and you know, so they can drive and people will be happy. Like, no, yeah. I want a woman to be in there because she she's merit. Be yeah, and, you know, not just we had to do this, <laughs> which yeah, is like what we,
1: yeah, we don't want some girl driver to be driving for like Williams and like their second driver seat just because like yeah, and then she's bad
2: <laughs> and crashing, and then it's gonna be worse for women. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like let's just let's just wait till a true talent comes and then push her forward and make her put her in a position where she can succeed.
4: Mm, That's think...
1: what I want to see. I don't need a whole academy to prove to me that women can drive. Find yeah. the best woman driver out there and see if she can compete on a serious level and give her a good car. decent yeah, car.
0: You you are both absolutely bang on. Like it's uh it's incredible how how F1 Academy seems to have almost gone about it like the complete wrong way. In all honesty, yeah. like I think, in in their defence, um, I believe through rumours and stuff like that, there was an issue in terms of rights for the broadcasting of of um, F1 Academy um, with uh, my personal favourite company in the world, Sky um so i think there was some sort of issue around like who owned the rights and like when to stream it and stuff like that it's it's uh, it sounds messy and the fact that they're not really saying anything about it leads me at least to believe that there's something else going on but like ash and i were even talking Mm -hmm. about like like they could very easily like i know obviously the formula one is supposed to be the event of the weekend but there's no reason as to why like after the sprint race that's when they have an F1 academy like the 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 race of the weekend type thing and be like hey stick around because we have these races going on afterwards and like put it on F1 TV and stuff like that and really promote it because it must be so difficult as a fan if you're um like especially like young and female trying to get into the sport and then you're like oh, great they've got this academy and like they they're doing these races and like oh great i want to watch it i want to like maybe we could even go like that'd be brilliant and then to find out that the most exhilarating part of it is hitting refresh on a page which brings you live laptops <laughs> it, it must be so disheartening um, especially when like, especially as clips and stuff like that started to come out on social media, they very clearly have a team there filming it. They have a team there commentating and stuff like that, but it's just not being broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like, it must be so sad and disappointing, right? Like,
1: yeah, agreed.
3: It's hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I think that they need to figure out a way to, I don't know, they need to get past, like, somehow get past all of this broadcasting Mm. stuff and show us the racing i don't i don't really know what the deal is but but i think i would love to watch
0: i think you did you both say you're going to austin this year Mm -hmm. yeah so so one good thing i think is that as far as i'm aware uh is that the final race of their season is at austin at the same weekend as okay, the yeah, that'll be great. So i think both i'd of love you will, to watch that <laughs> yeah i think both of you will actually have the opportunities to watch it live in person which is amazing like the actual season finale and we might even get like a i don't know whether or not they're calling it like a world champion or something like that but like an f1 academy champion or, i don't know the the name of it because this is the first year mm-hmm. we've done it uh but yeah. uh, like you might even get to see them them crowned there and then which would be amazing like in your hometown essentially like like seeing the first ever that that should be a really really awesome thing to experience i believe that's what the plan is i'm not 100 sure um but uh that should be amazing
1: yeah we've been following a couple or i've been following a couple of the drivers what is it ellie may is one of them um is that her name she seems like really she seems like a really great driver there's another driver there that um she reminds me of kim kardashian have y'all seen her (laughs) Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know her name, but she has she has like beautiful features. And she looks to me exactly like Kim Kardashian. Every time I see her, I'm like, Kim?
4: <laughs> is <laughs> On the rim? Is
1: it Kim in a car? Like, don't tell me she's doing this. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I think Ellie Mae is one of them. And she's
0: I'm, pretty good. I'm just trying to see if I can find her.
3: I think also, while you look for that, a big problem is just how hard it is to get into Formula 1. Um, yeah. yeah. You've got to start young. Now you have to have money and sponsors as well. So a lot of talent just simply cannot afford to get in, into Formula 1. Um, yeah. And I think Formula 1 should be working on something too. And I think they are. I think they've got some programs in place to yeah. make it lower the barrier for entry to allow more talent to come in and like you said no exactly oh next. i'm sorry
1: i don't know why i said did i say ellie
3: i, yes. I meant abby
1: abby <laughs> abby pulling
3: because googling ellie mate yeah he? i'm like
0: who That's the hell, hell this is this woman like <laughs>
1: <laughs> i completely May. lost her no
0: um yes no
4: abby pulling, abby pulling. She's
0: british, yes right? uh yeah. she is yes um and she was in british f4 apparently i'm literally reading it off screen i had no idea before yeah but she was in british f4 f4 um but yes yeah one
1: of the recent races it was something was wrong and she got like penalized she was i think like pole position or something and then ended up getting taken away from her because she had some issues with the car Like they didn't um there were like some parts on the car that were not installed properly or i don't know something happened but i was like oh she's I started like, you know, I get kind of weird on Instagram where I just start scrolling through people's stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, she's really cool. And like watching all of her, her history and formula, well, F1 Academy. Um, But yeah, she seems really like a fun character to follow. So
2: but that just kind of shows you how they're not really doing a good job of getting yeah. them out there. I mean, if we're all kind, we're yeah. all kind of like, oh, I don't know, you know, who's this, who's that? You have to actually go in there and find them yourselves, search through their posts, you know, to get all this information. And that's mm-hmm. that we're, you know, following all this news, and we still don't know very much about them. So imagine just your average yeah. viewer, like they have no idea, probably that this is even going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I, um, like, in, in all honesty, like, before F1 Academy, I had no idea who any of these people were, and, like, I've, especially recently this year, I've tried tried to, like, get into F2 a little bit more as well, and you've got, like, Behrman in F2, who's just completely destroying it, it's insane. Yeah, um, and Ollie. Um, Ollie, but yes, exactly, and um, like, I'd love to do the same for F1 Academy, but it's just not even there um but like it is also nice to see like uh Sophia I cannot pronounce her last name correctly Floresh. at all Floresh. Floresh yeah who's in F3 um especially coming back from like she had like a massive crash i don't know how how aware of oh, yeah. her but she had a massive crash like in like was it Singapore or something like that and like so seeing her come back from that was absolutely insane like I think she broke Mm -hmm. her back and stuff like that it was mental um she has a documentary actually which I've been meaning to watch it came out like two or three weeks ago um but um I'd love
1: to watch it you should share it with us yes if I find if I
0: (laughs) if I find the link which I will do after this podcast I'll leave the tab open I will find the link and I will share it with you um but um, it might be in German (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I will see if there's english subtitles unless you're both amazing at german um but uh but yeah so so like but it's also good seeing her in in like f3 as well yeah. and that there's actual coverage and stuff like that which is which is absolutely brilliant um but um like again it just is a massive shame it that, that f1 academy isn't just being broadcast somewhere anywhere like, even if they just yeah. put it up on YouTube for free type thing. Like, we had the the Nürburgring, 24 hours of Nürburgring this weekend. Um, and I checked in every now and again on YouTube and stuff like that. And just, like, for somebody casual or maybe somebody who really wants to get into it, especially, like, finding these, like, female heroes in motorsport, like, it's just so frustrating that it's not there.
3: hmm But, yes. yeah. So, um, Monica coming up. Um uh, Yeah. What's our top three predictions as we wrap up the podcast?
2: <laughs>
3: Lynette, you top can go first. Top three.
2: I'm going to go with Max, Checo, and the third one always gets me because I want to put a Ferrari in there, but then <laughs> <laughs> I just think about it and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, Charles.
3: Allison? <laughs>
1: When you said a Ferrari, I was like, Carlos. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just feel like Charles is uh, a bit cursed on that track. Oh, that's right. um, (laughs) I'm going to go Checo, one, Mm -hmm. King of the Streets, um, Alonzo, and Max.
2: Nice. Okay. That'll be interesting
1: that'd be really
0: good I don't know
2: it'll probably be max but <laughs> yeah probably,
0: I gotta mix yeah. it up like I gotta
1: mix it up yeah it's just
0: it's just it's so annoying this absolute freak of nature just keeps winning it's uh... <laughs> <I know. laughs>
4: um
0: yeah I I think max but it, like this is this is one of the only chances that Aston Martin have to win and I really desperately want an Alonzo win this year like really badly so I think this yeah. could be the chance to do it so I really want Alonso P1 And then, and then I'm I'm gonna go Max P2, and then uh, Charles P3. Nice. What I'm
3: gonna go for?
0: I feel like that curse has to end at some point, right? Like, please for the (laughs) love, please just end the curse. Uh, How about you, Quali
1: King? So, I mean, he could end up like P1 and Quali, and then like, you know, it is hard to overtake. So, like, look at Baku.
0: Look at Baku. (laughs) Yeah, like P1 sprint race qualifying. So, yeah. He can do it. He
3: could. Yeah. What about you, Ash? Uh, I'm going to go super controversial. Oh, God. I'm going to go Alonso, Charles, and Hamilton. I don't think the Red Bulls are going to be on the podium. Okay. All right. What, what, I think there's going to be crashes and clashes, and I think that's where they'll suffer.
0: To be to be fair, this oh, season man. hasn't been like fireworks so far. So for there yeah, to be yeah. suddenly fireworks would be yeah. pretty good.
2: That's pretty I honest. think we've all been waiting for it. Yeah. Every prediction, we're like, okay, let me <laughs> let me say something Please. crazy, and then nope. <laughs> yeah. P one. Yeah, I, I think won. <laughs> uh, if Aston Martin makes it on the podium, like what better place than than Monaco for Alonso? Yeah. Okay, win this year. I have a
1: question for you guys. Sure. Do you think, with Monaco happening um, this next week, do we think that Nick DeVries has a chance
3: (laughs) to score some points
1: to come back? (laughs) Um, Look, I was like a Nick fan. I'm like, mm -hmm. come on, Nick, like, where are you at? And here we are, like. He's only got two races apparently now because you know Emila was <laughs> kaput, yeah. and the, and what's his name Helmut Marco said he only had three races to show. I'm like, well, this is two now. Yeah, he's Do you give really him an extra on the, the or... chopping block. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I really hope that he he pulls something out of the bag, but I can't see it happening. Um, and I don't yeah. I think that the him being shown the yellow card is a bit of an empty threat at the, at this point in time. Um, I think it's Mm -hmm. partly to be motivational for him and be like, you need to pull your act together type thing. Like, let's say that we're going to put him at risk because I think this new Red Bull management who for some reason don't get rid of drivers after eight minutes um might give him a bit more of a chance if it was three four years ago he's already gone like liam's already having his uh uh, liam lawson's already having his seat fitting he's you know he'll be there fp1 in monaco like you know but i think that this this time round, he might survive most of the season if he puts some results together but um i don't think so really
3: which is a real shame ash i know uh, so I made a crazy prediction oh, uh, at the start of the season What I said Nick DeVries would outscore Yuki. <laughs> yeah,
4: I forgot about that. That's what I said! said I said that too! <laughs> and, uh,
3: and that has come back to the bite me in the ass. I genuinely Same. think he's not going to make the points. I don't think he'll finish the race. I don't think he will be a Red Bull driver at the end of the season. I, I, I noticed know. He's like 28. I mm. thought he was a lot younger. Old man. So yeah. I don't think. I yeah. think yeah. the writing's on the wall for Nick, unfortunately. And
2: This might be it for him.
3: This might be it for him, yeah. Or Nick. So, yeah.
0: Well, we will, <laughs> we'll find out, essentially, within the next couple of days whether or not Nick actually does, does particularly well. Uh, but we will we will wrap it up there we've actually been recording for over an hour now which is absolutely amazing but before we do this was
1: we, so much fun guys yeah it's
0: been it's been absolutely brilliant <laughs> before we do wrap up i just wanted to say thank you to you both for giving up your time and actually coming on and thank you for uh like dealing with time zones and stuff like that it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having having you come on and uh you are more than welcome to pop back on anytime you wish it's not a problem whatsoever because uh, this has been really we'll fun have you guys
1: on next <laughs> sure yeah i'm
0: down uh, ash you you good you, yeah you guys yeah. Rock.
3: And, uh, yeah it's been really interesting hearing your perspectives on the sport it's always good to learn from from other fans and I'm looking forward to those videos at Austin. So. Yeah, yeah, Yes, absolutely. come to Texas, y'all. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> come hang
3: out
4: there.
1: Yeah,
3: really jealous. <laughs> like, I'd love to go to Austin. Like, it seems
0: like, like you said, like such a vibe, like that Monza, it looks like it would be similar to that, like, maybe not on the same level, but it looks similar to that um, from yeah. from the other side of the pond, I guess. But uh, maybe one day for sure. We'll, we'll definitely let you know if, uh, if we suddenly turn up for sure. <laughs>
1: well texans are uh we're a unique breed we're we you've never met a stranger if you've met a texan so <laughs> yeah. you'll be we welcome we're friendly people
4: <laughs>
0: but uh yeah we will we will wrap it up uh for now but if you've made it this far do two things for us one please be sure to give this podcast a rating and actually bother to follow it please you've made it an hour and four minutes now you've been through hell you might as well join the club uh and uh while you're there as well please do go and have a look at the i give F f1 podcast uh with t- these two lovely ladies um i've genuinely been listening to it uh for the past couple of weeks and it is pretty interesting i'm not gonna lie um the perspectives that you guys give are brilliant um and uh, i will be continuing to listen that's for sure so um thank you very Thanks much for guys. listening everyone and uh we'll be we'll be back next week after hopefully an eventful monaco <laughs> where nick devries is p1 and <laughs> like everything is sunshine and rainbows down at down at red bull but uh yeah cheers everyone bye
3: bye thank
4: you for having us bye